You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. And I am here. I'm not with small arm, big ass knee today. I'm flying solo, but we got a great one for you. Uh, We are talking about being trapped in your bench, that feeling of no matter what you do, you can't make progress. You know, you, maybe you've been stuck for a year. Maybe you've been stuck for months now. Uh, you've been trying everything, and nothing seems to work, and you're just frustrated. And listen, guys, I've been there. I understand it. Believe it or not, I've been stuck with my bench for a year period of time at one point. Very frustrating, uh, and I totally understand that feeling where you just feel trapped. You just you feel like no matter what you do, you're not going to add pounds to your bench, and that's just how it's going to be, so we better get our squat and deadlift up. But I'm here to tell you that you can make progress, and it may be a simple solution. All right, so I came up with five different tips, five different aspects of your training in which we can help spark some progress here. All right, so we got a lot to touch on today. Let's get right into it. Um, first, before we get started... I want to let you know we have a free bench course coming up January 18th. You have to sign up by January 18th or it closes out. All right, that is the Ultimate Bench Drills 5-day course. Each day is going to be a new bench drill. It includes a video, uh, some description text talking about why this drill is going to help benefit your bench press. Um, These are my top five favorite drills that I use with our athletes as well as I use myself. Um, that have paid dividends and get me up to an 820-pound bench. Um, and these are the, the best drills that are going to help you out with your technique, guys. So uh, it's a free course, all right? There's no strings attached with it. Just go sign up, and each day is going to be a new video. Um, it's a five-day course. So sign up by January 18th. You can go if uh, Instagram. You can go to my link in my bio. All right, if you are watching this or listening to this on the podcast, all right, you can go to um, bigbenches.com, and I will put something up there. We can sign up for this Ultimate Bench Drills course, all right? So plenty of ways you guys can get in on this, um, but you have to do it by January 18th, okay? That's the, that's the deal here, because by then it closes out. All right, guys, so first off, if you're feeling trapped in your bench, understand the bench is difficult. The bench is, is a tough movement. It's one that's not going to progress um, very readily, you know, we have to work hard at it, uh, plays into a lot of our weaknesses, and, you know, some of the other reasons why it's so difficult is, it's very, very technical, and a lot of people don't realize how technical it truly is, most lifters, what do you see happening, you know, just laying down, gripping and ripping the bar, um, you know, your commercial gyms across America, you'll see that, uh, just people getting on the bench and just hoisting that weight up, if you're a power lifter, you have a better understanding. Yeah, there's a lot of technique that goes into it. All right, it's arguably the most technical lift. All right, it's anything but just lying down and, and heaving weight off your chest. All right, it has a lot to do with total body uh, tension, not just the upper body movement. And that's something that I always stress. All right, it's not just an upper body movement. And I think that's why a lot of lifters struggle with it as well because you're lying down. It's super easy to be relaxed. Right, we're lying down on a bench. You know, it's nice you can just fall asleep, depending on how nice and cushiony your pad is. But uh, 
you know, it makes it really difficult that if, you, if you're not very aware of the technique behind the bench press, it's very easy to just approach it in, in a very relaxed state. It progresses slower by nature. It's not going to be one of the heavy hitters like the squat and the deadlift. If you're a raw lifter, your total is built by the squat and the deadlift majority of the time. Not always the case, but majority of the time, your total is going to come from your squat and deadlift. If you're a multiply, single ply lifter, that's going to change a little bit. All right, but for the most part, your total is built by those other two lifts. The bench press is what's going to separate you, though, and stand out in competition. Okay, uh, the bench press is what's going to win you those meets because get your squat and deadlift up to a competitive range is going to come down to who has the better bench. Right, so having a great bench can really escalate your competitiveness and get you into that top level. All right, so real important to bring up, but it progresses slower just by the nature of it. Okay, so it can be frustrating in that way. And the upper body just recovers a lot quicker. So a lot of times lifters just aren't doing enough. They just aren't doing enough to bring up their bench. One day training bench a week probably isn't enough for some people. Usually you have to, to get in there more. You have to do two days of benching. You have to put more focus towards your benching. Um, it can't just be a quick three sets of five and out one day a week type of deal. That's usually not going to cut it, guys. Um, and in terms of accessories, if you're not diligent about getting in accessory work for your upper body, building up your back strength, building up everything um, that you need to build up to get a big bench, if you aren't hitting your tries hard, you aren't developing your shoulders through accessory work, you're probably not going to see much progress. All right, So you really have to be diligent about getting a lot of training in uh, because the upper body is just going to recover a lot more quickly. Okay, So I relate training always to a puzzle. Okay, we got a big old puzzle here, and we need to find the right pieces to fit it all together, right? So every training variable is a new puzzle piece, and sometimes you're just that one piece away, one piece away from finishing a whole quarter of that puzzle, right? We're just missing one piece, and that's what different exercises, different technical points, um, everything that can positively affect your training, nutrition, it's all a puzzle piece, guys. And listen, it goes back to that, that old quote, right? If you have the, the triceps of, or you have a chest of a 315 bench or you have the shoulders to bench 315, but your triceps can only handle 275, you're a 275 bencher. But what's that limiting point? I mean, you should be a 315 bencher. Majority of you can press 315, but you have to develop the triceps. And then you can unlock that 40-pound gain, right? So it can make a big difference. Uh, in April of this past year, 2019, I benched 730. I addressed one of my weak points was my upper back strength. I hit it hard. In August, or I'm sorry, September, I go and I bench 820, okay? That was a 90-pound gain from developing that one weak point. So was I ready to bench 820 earlier? More than likely, I probably could have done that, but I couldn't because my upper back wasn't developed enough yet. So that was my limiting factor. So that's what I'm saying, guys. You're, you're just that one puzzle piece away from a huge gain. That's always the case. You never know. So keep plugging away, all right, because you never know when that piece is going to connect, and then you're going to unlock a lot of strength. And, and I've seen that happen, all right? So I'm going to get into it, which I, I developed here five different tips to kind of break out of uh, that plateau, all right, if you feel trapped in your bench press. These are some ways that we can break you out of it, okay? Um, so, I mean, I pretty much just touched on one. One is the fact of not getting frustrated because if you get frustrated, 
you get down on yourself, you start believing that you can't make progress on the bench. You know, once it starts affecting your mental state, it's a done deal. You're probably not going to make progress. All right, you have to always be diligent about going in there and, and working hard, just putting in that hard work. So uh, I think back on when I was stuck with my bench press for about a year's time, how much I thought about what could I do to make progress. Every time stepping into the gym, I'm like, I'm going to bust my ass. I'm trying everything. I'm working hard. I'm doing all these different exercises. I'm trying to attack weak points, and it just doesn't seem to be connected. All right, because I didn't have the right puzzle pieces. You know, I kept, I ran through some different ideas, some different exercises, but I didn't have the right piece yet. But I didn't get frustrated, and I understood. You have to understand, you're one break away. You're one, developing one muscle group away from a huge potential gain. You know, like I said, I just gained 90 pounds in five months this past year through developing a weak point. All right. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to find the same gain from developing your upper back, but it might just be that you need more tricep strength. Maybe you need to work. We put out a, a post today on the dead press. Maybe that dead press is all you need to really develop your bench press. You know, find something that you suck at, get it stronger. All right. So, first thing's not getting frustrated. Once you get frustrated, game over. All right, number two. Now, this one's really, really big. I just kind of hinted on it already. What's your weak point? You have to understand what your weak points are because if you don't know your weak points, you're not going to discover that puzzle piece. All right? A lot of it is kind of a crapshoot, right? You're going to have to go through some trial and error. That's just the nature of training. Um, some would say that's what makes it fun. I would argue that's what makes it fun for me is trying to always find that right puzzle piece. All right? Um, but you have to know what do you suck at. And a lot of times we know, but we don't want to admit to ourselves. So I was like that a long time with the overhead press. I knew it sucked, but I was like, what's that got to do with benching more? I'm just going to bench, right? And I didn't unlock that potential gain from getting that overhead up. Uh, upper back work, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to develop my bench. I, maybe I'll just got to get my triceps stronger. After I prioritized upper back work, it, it could be simple as more upper back rows and things uh, and locked all that potential. All right. So I, I'd argue to say that if I didn't even train my bench very hard in that time period, if I had gotten that upper back strength up, that same, almost same gain would have came my way. You know, that's how weak that, that point was lagging behind to make that significant a change. All right. Um, so, for example, if you're weak in the overhead press, how do you know you're weak in the overhead press? Well, the number you're trying to shoot for here is about 60%. If you can't bench, I'm sorry, if you can't overhead press 60% of your one rep max bench, then that is something that you want to take a look at and build up. All right. Uh, that's the that's sweet spot. Now, if you're at 40% your one rep max bench and you get to 50, you're going to see a larger gain in your bench press. If you go to 50 to 60, you're not going to see as quite a dramatic gain, but there's still going to be some to unlock. And right around 60%, that overhead press probably isn't going to give you a significant amount. So um, it's only going to give you so much return. So that 60% is a sweet spot to be in. Okay, so overhead press, 60% your bench press. How does your close grip board press compare to your one rep max bench? Can you get anywhere close to what you do with a one rep max? You should be able to essentially do your one rep or more, right? Potentially more because you're benching off a two board. Uh, and it might be different for everyone depending on your range of motion. We might be talking the three board, four board. Um, something that puts you mid-range. 
So you should be able to lift a little bit more mid-range. Uh, and if you can't, then that's probably pointing out a glaring weakness. Okay, And I say close grip because this is going to be more related to your tricep strength. So if you have a really shitty close grip board press and it doesn't compare really well to your one rep max bench press off the chest, probably an issue there. Probably need to develop your triceps. All right. Um, back strength. All right. Do you shake when you bench? Do you shake uncontrollably? Um, just, just minor, but you can see it. You can feel it. You're getting a lot of shaking. Um, do you, can you not row very efficiently? I mean, are you benching through the 400, 500 bench, but struggle to row 315 off the floor? If so, maybe you want to address that because back strength is going to be critical. Um, I say the shakes because your back strength is what controls the weight. So if you're not in tune with your back strength, there's a technical aspect there too, but if you're in tune with what you can do with your back when you bench and you just don't have a strong back, there's nothing you can do. you got to develop your back strength. That's never, ever a weakness, and that's something that can take a lot of beating. Like You could train back every day and be okay. Um, you got to work hard to get your back strength up. So that's something that I encourage on off days. My athletes can go in and hit back if they want. Anything that's posterior chain like that, where you like the non-mirror muscles, you can go in and hit those because they need to be more developed oftentimes than not. All right. And, and for me, it was more upper back specific. It was more rear delts. You know, the rear delt is very essential there because um, you're doing so much pressing. You develop all these front muscles, how you're sitting down. You know what I'm doing right now? It should actually be like up here, right? But you get slouched over a little bit, that tightens up everything in here, in your chest. You need to build up the rear delts, put you in a, a more natural position where we should be. All right? So we're not wearing and tearing on that shoulder joint and whatnot. And that's going to spare you from injury big time. Okay? Um, strength off the chest. Do you suck off the chest? Do you constantly keep losing weight off the chest? Uh, sure, little technical aspect involved in that too, staying under the bar. But uh, this will happen more to wider grip athletes. Those really going for the cut and range of motion, they get a really dramatic arch. Um, they usually get stuck on the chest. All right, what do I recommend for that? A lot of pause work. Live down there. Live in that range of motion. Right? That's how you're going to get stronger at it. Uh, dead press video we just put out today. So if you watch on Instagram, you can check that out on my profile. Um, we put that up on YouTube. Right, dead press, fantastic movement to build strength off the chest. And then just direct chest work, doing chain flies or dumbbell pressing. Um, a lot of that can help as well. And a little, um, little tip for you, the women out there usually can use a little bit more direct chest work than not. Um, that's usually something they can hit frequently and will benefit from. Okay. Um, and overall technique. All right, obviously you got to look at technique. All right, obviously you have to pay attention to, to what you're doing. If, if the bench is just a lie down and throw it up type of thing, you know, even when you do get like your back strong, you're just not using it. You understand? So um, a good thing to keep in mind is, is does, does benching suck for you? Like it should not be a comfortable thing. When you get down there and you get into a full setup and you're working hard and you're, you're trying and maintaining really hard to, uh, to keep that tension, right? That's hard work and it should suck. It shouldn't be an easy thing. So bench press technique uh, is it, brutal. It's brutal. It feels uncomfortable. It takes a lot of time. It feels like the hardest part is the setup. And then the easiest part is actually just launching the weight. You know, that's how benching should feel. If it doesn't feel like that, 
probably want to take a look at your technique. Where to learn that stuff? Go to our YouTube. There is almost four years worth of videos covering bench press technique. Uh, literally, if you have an issue, I can find you a video on it. All right, so study that stuff. It's all in there. It's all in there, guys. Okay, and something that's going to help you with technique. Uh, I talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. We have a free five-day course going on, Ultimate Bench Drills. You can sign up. Go to the link in my bio, uh, bigbenches.com. Let's get you involved in that. All right. Now, before I move on to number three, all right, and this is going to be a big one towards getting you out of that plateau and, and making getting you towards that progress, all right. Um, before I get into that, I want to just let you guys know about our VIP group, okay. So we have a live webinar coming up again at the end of the month, January 23rd. It's a Thursday night, uh, and this is something I've been doing routinely with our VIP group. We've been doing these live webinars where I present on a topic, um, and I asked those in the group, you know, what would you like me to talk about? And we've done things like um, a lot of programming stuff and some things on uh, the mental approach to lifting. And, um, you know, I, I do critiques on there of your form. Uh, we have a lifetime discount to bigbenches.com. Uh, I put up additional content on the squat and deadlift. So that's something you don't get in our YouTube or our Instagram. I do those same type of videos for the squat and the deadlift. And I just post regularly there a lot of stuff that will help you out with your lifting. Okay, so that's where you want to get involved. And it's less than $10 a month. Uh, and those, if you want to get involved here, uh, you want to do that live webinar with us, or you want to be able to access that, uh, just drop below or actually DM me if you're on Instagram, DM me that you want to, you're in. Um, just say DM me in, right? And then if you're watching on the Facebook, just comment in, okay? And I will give you a free month in our VIP group. Now, this only applies to those who have not been a part of the group before, okay? Uh, I want you to see what that group's all about, see the community we have built, and have access to that content. And if you feel it's worth your time to continue with that, then uh, absolutely would love to have you on board with the team um, and like I said it's a very affordable option so if you ever considered our coaching this is by far the most affordable option to get involved with our team all right so moving on programming program is a big one right we can't we can't just talk about you know certain exercises and technique and all that without talking about programming like what are you doing okay um, so are you consistent first off are you consistent with your training? Uh, and that's something you got to be real with yourself about. All right, because if you're not consistent with your training, then you can't blame your programming. All right, that's something. It's like when you diet or you lose weight. Like you can't just do it for a week and then if you didn't see the scale move, you get pissed about it. You know, you can't even do that in a month. You know, you got to at least give it a three month period of time. Right, so you can't just start a new diet and get pissed after a month if you only lost two pounds. Maybe are you consistent enough with it? You know, you got to be real with yourself there. Are you doing your accessory work? Are you bringing intensity to the sessions? I don't know. I don't know. You got to be real with yourself there. Okay, how many days a week are you benching? Like I already alluded to, um, one day is usually not enough. You need to have more benching in there. Or you maybe one specific bench day is fine. But you need to have some more stimulus throughout the week, okay? Um, so I would recommend getting that second bench day in there. Uh, most of our athletes are benching twice a week. And if they aren't, 
then I have some capacity, like some light bench work in there on another day. So maybe they deadlift and then they bench, but there's more stimulus in there. Okay. Um, what type of training are you doing? And is that training effective for you? So like I said, you want to stick with something for a period of time. If it's not working, you got to adjust. Okay. And this is, this is what I do with my athletes on a consistent basis. Like every, every time I'm going through their reviews and I'm seeing how things went for the phase, uh, I'm always making changes, okay, because you're going to have to grow and adapt. So you can do conjugate-style programming, right? And I know many who have reached out to me who do conjugate-style programming where they're kind of always moving at max effort there amongst variations of the, the main movement, all right, which is fine, all right? But if you see yourself stagnate in that way and you're having a really hard time progressing and you're you're constantly doing the same thing, Maybe it's time to switch things up a little bit. You know, I'll tell you what I was doing back then to improve my bench is not the same thing I'm doing now. When I was trying to bench 600 pounds, it's not the same way I was training to try to bench 800 pounds. Okay, I couldn't train the way I did to get to six or 500 pounds now. I just can't. I can't go two weeks in a row, in the, or I can't go more than two weeks in a row in my bench shirt or when I'm benching, I can barely feel my arm because it is pressing down on the nerve and my hand's going numb. All right. Um, it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight, and I have to have more recovery. You know, so when that intensity keeps rising, sometimes you have to make some, some modifications, and I'm constantly doing that for athletes. Um, so our, one of our, our uh, great athletes there, Adam Bell, right, what got him to 420-plus bench Right, uh, he went from 375 to 420 plus bench uh, with our coaching program, making tremendous progress. Right, what got him to that point? Um, we've had to switch a few things up, okay? Because now he's he's doing something else. He's starting to drop some body weight, right? He's um, you know he's he's faced with that tall task of now, okay, when you're dropping down weight classes, it's very difficult to progress the bench. And we have to keep in mind a lot of the hypertrophy work as well that we're doing with him, right, it's not going to be quite as effective because he's just not getting as much calories in. So we're starting to kind of transition over to doing some new things, getting some new stimulus in there, um, being more high intensity with stuff, all right? So it depends. And a lot of times someone's schedule will play into it as well. You know, I work with athletes who – it's not their priority to powerlift, right? They got families, they got work. It's very hard for them to fit a session in. So sometimes we got to make uh, modifications just based on how much time they have available to bench. You know, right? So if they don't have much, we got to hit it hard. Probably got to hit a good amount of volume because that frequency is very low. All right. So changes, making changes if necessary. Stick with something for an amount of time, but if you're not making changes, you're spinning your wheels, guys. You're just spinning your wheels. Um, and reach out to me, CoachBenBigBenches.com. I'll help, help you um, decide if you need to stick with something or move on. All right, number four, mental. So everything about the mental approach to lifting. So if you're stuck and you feel trapped in that bench press of yours, right, maybe you have a mental block. Yeah, that's a real thing. It's not something to just, to, to just shut your eye at, right? It's, it's a real important aspect of lifting, that mental approach to it. Um, mental blocks our thing what i would say if you're encountering a mental block and usually this comes up at a certain weight a certain weight or a certain amount of plates on the bar you know you see people trying to go for that two plate club two plates get loaded and then they just constantly 
can't hit it. Or you see some athletes who can rep the shit out of 125, but once they go to 135, um, they can't hit it for one. And you're like, that don't make no sense. You should be benching like 150, repping out what you rep out. But you go to that plate, can't get it. That can be a huge mental block. And usually you have to change your mental approach. Okay. Um, what I would encourage you to do is to trick your mind by not loading that plate. So if you're trying to do 135, do a quarter, two tenths. You know, actually, when I did my first 315 raw bench, there was not three plates on the bar. There was two plates, quarter, ten, maybe a couple fives. It was pretty weird. I thought there was something like 305 on the bar, something like that. Um, but there was 315. So they tricked me mentally. And it worked. It moved really good. So um, sometimes when you encounter like a mental block like that, you just have to uh, trick yourself a little bit and use some of those practices. Practice imagery and positive self-talk. All right. Now, um, this is almost, you got to do like some mental therapy here. Okay. Uh, it's very, very important. All right. Practice imagery, meaning practice envisioning yourself accomplishing your task. All right. Practice positive self-talk. Just close your eyes, maybe listen to some music, and just put yourself in that scenario. Before a meet, usually the night before a meet, I'll throw on my headphones, right? I'll lay down in bed, I'll close my eyes, and I envision the meat going how I want it to. All right, I imagine what it feels like getting there, being in the warm-up room, the things I have to do before I go and warm up, um, the warm-up process, feeling the chalk on my hands, um, getting under that bar, feeling the steel press against my upper back, you know, getting my feet rooted, uh, standing up with that weight, realizing it's going to be heavy, but I'm going to freaking drop it and crush it, right? Um, it's just going through that in your mind beforehand. It reinforces what's going to happen. Uh, positive self-talk, that's something that's very difficult for me to do. Um, when I'm at a meet, I've, I've spoken with our group about it, our VIP group. We did this um, live webinar on this mental aspect to lifting. I told them there, there, um, there was a question, where does my mind go uh, before a big lift? Okay. And to that I said, uh, I just focus on being empty, empty-minded, just focusing on the now because – uh, the thing is, if I let myself think too much, it's more times than not negative. All right. I'm not one that can get up here and pretend and, and tell you guys, hey, I'm thinking all this awesome stuff. Like, this is going to go great. Uh, it's not like that. If I start thinking much before my lift, I'm thinking of uh, excuses. Okay. Um, you know, it's hard to admit, but that's just kind of where my brain goes. I'm thinking, okay, well... Uh, if I don't hit this, then, you know, maybe the warm-ups didn't go how I wanted. Uh, obviously, the platform's off, something something like that. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world if I don't make this. I'll, I'll make it up on something else. You know, that's kind of where my mind goes. So I focus on just being present, eliminating all thought. So for me, it's just kind of that attitude, let's just freaking grip and rip. What happens, happens. I void my mind of anything. I just kind of focus on what's happening, seeing the plates get loaded, um, you know, listening to the music, just kind of being in the here and then, um, and then just going and executing. And, and that works extremely well, okay? So practice imagery. Practice self positive self-talk. Uh, and then go and visit a sports psychologist. You know, that's the thing, guys. 
it's out there just like recovery modalities like you go to an acupuncture appointment you can go to a sports psychology appointment okay and that can be tremendous for you all right i, I can't speak enough about how much that can help you out all right, you see uh, Stacy Burr has a seminar out there now where she's traveling around doing these clinics on um, just like the mental approach to lifting, like just being a winner. You know, some of the things you got to think about to be a winner and compete at a high level. And there's a whole seminar on it. Probably fantastic. I haven't been to one, but probably fantastic. And I love everything she puts out there in terms of that. Because um, someone's got to share some more stuff on, on the mental approach to lifting because it's big, guys. It makes a huge difference. So if you're stuck at a bench plateau, all right, it probably is a mental block. And you got to know how to work around that because your strength level might be one thing. And then your mental capacity to get there is way lower. Okay. So you're never going to achieve what you're capable of. All right. It's holding you back big time. It's not that you need bigger triceps, that you need a bigger brain. And you got to develop that brain. I don't know what part of the brain it is, but you got to develop something up there. All right. Um, so moving on to the next one, guys, overload techniques. All right. Kind of, uh, threw that one in there because that's something that can help you out a ton. So we're talking that mental block. Well, maybe you just need to have that weight in your hands more time. So if every time you're going for that 135 or whatever that number is for you, right? If it's that big plate, if you're doing four plates, you know, whatever that number is, if you're just kind of going and, and grabbing that bar and trying to do it for one rep every time and you're failing, maybe you just need to do some type of an overload technique um, to push you past that, that uh, barrier. Okay, so heavy holds are awesome. This is something that I utilize with our athletes uh, in weeks. So mid, it would be like mid-phase to right around three weeks out maybe. Um, and we eliminate it on a testing day. So those big heavy holds, I mean, we're holding almost 100 pounds over our max, you know, at the, at the top end of it. All right. So we're just kind of progressing up from there. But we're holding some big weight um, and getting used to that feeling in our hands of how tight you need to get. And, and just when you think mentally, too, you've already held it. You know what it's like. Um, slingshot work, something that's going to give you a boost at the bottom. It's more for the mental than it is for the strength, but uh, that overload stuff is going to be big time. Uh, board pressing, if board pressing isn't a weakness for you. you know, like I alluded to uh, in number two, weak points. If board pressing is a weak point for you, you're not going to lift more on a board press, so don't do that. All right, and I can give you some examples of those who aren't as strong off boards. Um, and like in a deadlift, who aren't as good on blocks. So partial range isn't always the answer. Um, but for most, you can bench more off a of one board or two board than you can off your chest. Okay, so that's a possibility. Reverse bands. I would love to be able to reverse band bench all the time, but it's hard to set up. It's hard to set up because you usually got to go out of a rack. And the higher intensity you get, you want to be on a competition bench. Um, you know, I ain't hanging... You see these rafters up here. I ain't hanging 300 pounds of band tension off those. So, um, you know, a whole roof will collapse on me. You know, I, just, I certainly could bring something up, but it's hard to do that for the average person. you, you got to be in a power rack, and that can affect your footing, your, your technique, your setup. So reverse band work, though, if you can set that up, that's a great uh, mode of overload as well. Okay. And then I, I say ISO pressing, too, isometrics. I say that... Um, you obviously aren't going to do that with 400-something pounds, but 
if you take an empty bar and you set up the pins to wherever your weak point is, wherever you keep failing, and you just press max effort into the pins, uh, that's a huge stimulus because you're going to actually uh, develop more force in that point of the range of motion than you would otherwise if you were just pressing straight weight up because uh, you're specifically on that point in the range of motion for a lot of time under tension. You know, we're talking doing this for about six seconds or so. And, um, you know, above and below that specific joint range of motion, 15% above and below, you're developing strength in that, in that specific weak, uh, weak point of yours. So that's a huge thing to do as well, isometric bench pressing. All right, guys, so um, I'll take a few questions, things that have come in here. Uh, Reggie Dawson on Facebook, you compete raw or geared? Um, mainly in competition, I only compete uh, equipped. Uh, raw, I, so I jumped into a raw bench meet last year, but for the most part, that's not something I have any interest in. Um, not that I don't think it's difficult or challenging. Raw is definitely challenging as well. Uh, certainly can beat up your body too over time, but uh, I like equip lifting just so how many variables go into it. So raw to me is more like you're going to come in as strong as you are that day, right? Um, you know, whether or not you display that on that particular day, there's certain some variables that go into that, but raw is pretty much you're, you built up this strength that you have and you're going to go do it. Multiply, you could be strong as shit and go in there and completely tank just because something, something was off. Something was off, your gear didn't fit right, you're pound up or below. Um, you know, maybe the, the shirt, maybe a, a seam broke. I don't, I've had meets where the seam broke's on the shirt. I just like that mix of variables. It kind of levels the playing field. So you, you have a potential shot to beat someone who is, um, quote-unquote, stronger than you. But I, just, I like that. It's just a different form of competing. Um, Sky B865, how long are those holds you do? Those would be 10 seconds, my friend. On the bench press holds, 10 seconds. I'm going to go back here, see if we had some questions. Dram T, should I wear squat shoes for bench or flats? So my recommendation with the, the squat shoes with the heel to them is if you have a hard time on whatever unit you're pressing off of, um, if your feet don't get to the floor. So if you are trying to bench feet flat and you can't reach the floor, the extra heel might get you there, all right? And that's usually for, for female lifters, but if you're a shorter guy as well and you're, maybe you're benching off a fat pad, that might be the case. Uh, if your toes back benching, I don't think you need to wear those, though. Um, Astra 5155J, you are too good. You've given everything away for free. Uh, appreciate that. I just want to help more lifters. That's a big thing for me this year, 2020. That's a main goal of ours. Uh, I want to impact more lifters out there i want to get more lifters doing meets uh, those who haven't competed yet i want to see more people compete um, and i just want to positively influence more lifters so if, I, if there's an opportunity i can help you guys out i will take that you know obviously i need to make a living too but you know not everyone can invest in our coaching program and i understand that giant killer bees tell how are you coach are you taking questions i'm at the end of the podcast my friend i'm sorry you could Drop a question if you're still listening, though. And I think that's all I want to get to. All right, so I think that's all our questions. Giant Killer Beast, buzzer beater. What did your upper back work consist of, Coach? Um, so we actually, if you go back a few podcasts, 
I actually did a whole podcast on that upper back training that I was doing. Um, so I would definitely encourage you to go check that out because that will give you a longer form. But quickly sum it up for you. Uh, high rows, doing forms of high rows, uh, elbow out rows. I was throwing them into the warm-up for extra volume. Um, elbow out rows like a like a metal row. So you're primarily targeting the upper back, the um, rear delts, a lot of face pulls. Just getting more volume in overall. I would start every bench session with 100-band pull-aparts. Uh, lying on the bench, pulling to my touch point. Um, seal rows, high seal rows. Everything just targeting touching up high and working that upper back. On holds, what percent over your one rep max should you use? 10% or more. So with the holds, I'll typically start our athletes holding their max. And then each week, it, um, males usually will go up about 15 pounds, females 10 pounds. Just that's because it's relative to the intensity we're working at. Um, but I'll go up about that much. And then uh, each week that'll progress. And then on the next phase, which is after four weeks, I'll dial that back. And then we'll kind of work up again. So say we do 400, 415, 430, 445, and then I'll dial it back. Maybe we'll start the next week, 430, 445, 460, 475. And, you know, we'll just kind of cycle through that. Eventually, they might get to like 500. They're a 400-pound bencher. They might be holding 500 pounds, okay? Um, and then at the end of the training cycle, obviously, the first phase back, we're not doing the heavy holds. Um, probably be in week five or, or week nine something like that but that's how that kind of lays out um easy wheezy what's an indicator that i need to work on back strength um so as i was alluded to earlier if you're shaking a lot with your lifts uh, if you're flaring out so if you go to press if you go adopt a nice low touch point where you're about 45 degrees out from your body with your elbows and you quickly flare out into your chest and shoulders, that's a sign that you really need to develop your back strength to hold that position. Uh, if you're shaking a lot with the weight, a uh, little, little vibrating and stuff like that, uh, just lacking some control, your control is going to increase through the roof when you work your back. Seems like big benches all go wide grip. I learned forearms, vertical at the bottom. What do you suggest? I agree with you 100%, my friend. Um, for the general population, I would say always have a stacked alignment. That is going to keep you safe as well, uh, injury-free for a long time. But um, in terms of wide grip, I wouldn't say all the, all the big benches out there do wide grip. If you're in a, a multiply shirt, that's a different story because – that's changing how you're stretching the shirt and whatnot. You're putting more stretch on the collar. So typically all quick lifters are going to take the widest grip they can. Raw lifters, on the other hand, if you look at some of the people that set the world records, they're pretty close grip. Um, so not necessarily. But if, if you're someone also trying to take advantage of cut and range of motion, you're going to work a wider grip. So that's something I'll probably work our athletes close grip for a good predominant uh, part of the training cycle and then they would switch to a extreme wide grip if they're utilizing that near a meet time uh, Ryan Fay, what's up is heels down better than heels up uh, no not necessarily uh, you were talking two styles of leg drives feet flat versus heels back and uh, neither is better or worse than the other uh, you can be successful doing both one might command a little bit of different setup style and one may be a little bit different there but they're both very effective uh, i typically coach feet flat just because that's going to be um you're able to do that across all feds so for example if i'm coaching someone in usapl they can't do the toes back 
Um, so I, I typically will coach the feet flat, and I do think there's some hidden benefits there as well in terms of creating stability, getting more out of your legs, more usage of your hips. Um, so I tend to coach that predominantly. But I do have some athletes that bench toes back very effectively. Walsh lift throws, much appreciated. I noticed that you had some elbow flare yesterday during last few sets. I've suspected for a while my upper back is weak point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would definitely build that up because there's no disadvantage to building up your back strength. It's always something that will benefit you, if not for bench, for squat and deadlift as well. Uh, the back can always be stronger. All right, guys, I'm going to shut it down there. All right. Uh, I thank you for joining us. I want to tell you uh, all here. So if you want to email me at coachben at bigbenches.com, all right, if you are sick and tired of being stuck at the same bench press, 2020 is the year you're going to get out of it. All right. And it starts by just shooting me an email, coachben at bigbenches.com. I will help you. Um, Develop a plan of action to get you out of what you're doing now. So just give me a little backstory on what you've been doing for training, what you're stuck at, you know, this and that. Give me as much detail as possible. Shoot me an email. Um, let me know all of it. And then um, just feel free to reach out. I just want more people to be able to reach out to me and, and get the help that they need. So um, I'll send you – if I can send you a PDF product that will help you out, I will. Um and I'll just find a way to, to get you out of your plateau. I'll give you some direction there. So uh, thank you so much for everyone reaching out, um, you know, doing the 2020 planning guide. That's still free on BigBenches.com. I encourage you to go through that. Uh, it's in the program section. And um, it's it, the store program's 2020 planning guide. That's completely free for you to download. And um, anyone who sends that to me as well, finished, will get a free month in the vip membership group so appreciate everyone tuning in it means a lot to me that you would join us and spend time with us today and uh hope you got something out of this podcast all right guys you have been listening to um, the bench cast